Hey everyone and welcome to the episode 25 of the e-learning guys. My name is Nate Jorge Dumin and as always I'm joined by wonderful Mr. David Charney. <laughs> Hello Nate, Hello everyone. Hey Dave. Did you like did you like the introduction? I I did. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know what to say afterwards, so I just went with the usual. <laughs> it threw you off. <laughs> yeah. So how have you been? Ah, you know, the usual, the usual. But but uh, healthy and all is well. And uh, at your end? Yep, same. Just, uh, I, we've been super busy. We've had a number of projects kind of finishing up. So I feel I always say that, but uh, I guess it's always true. Um, I feel I always say that too. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, just, just working with a lot of stuff. Uh, I, I know we've been doing some Camtasia stuff. Uh, so we've been... Learning some new things and yeah, and uh, I've I've gone from an older version to a newer version. So all the things I thought I knew, I'm relearning. So it's mm-hmm. uh, a lot of new things this uh, the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I think I think we're gonna talk about Camtasia in the next show and screencasting. Just a little teaser. <laughs> yep. Uh, but first, follow up. Uh, I totally and I apologize. I totally forgot that. At uh, Learning Technologies UK, I was mentioning last week um, in the last show, I totally forgot to say that I also met uh, Matthew Guyan from Australia, so which was amazing. You know, like we we met on Twitter, we actually had a Skype call, uh, and he has a bunch of YouTube storyline tutorials. He, he's a great guy, and it was it was amazing. You know, we, we I'm in Slovenia, he's in Australia, which is millions of kilometers away. Not literally, uh, and I, you know, we just it, we met at the conference, which was which was awesome. It was, it was great to see him, great to say hi. We had a few beers then later, and wonderful. So, Matt, if you're listening, greetings from Slovenia. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's awesome. I you know I need to go to more shows because I, I talk to these people all the time, and uh, you know we all have to, you know share the same interest in a lot of this stuff so uh to meet people face to face is uh yeah. something i think i think i need to start doing in the next year or so yeah i i uh do it do it captain all right i'm writing that down i don't know why i said captain but just i had i, I had i had the i had the star trek thing in my mind like uh captain i need more power i don't know why and <laughs> it just happened you know I I didn't even think about it until you you've now made it a thing. <laughs> okay, well, well we have to leave this in for all the listeners out there to see what's happening behind the curtain sometimes. Now I have some storyline tips for you Dave and dear listeners. Okay? I have I have four tips and then you have some newbie mistakes to share with us. Let me start with the first one. Be careful when using variables. And I will explain that in more detail. Uh, I had a I had a situation where the course had, you know, some 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 explanation and then a quiz, an explanation and then a quiz. And I had like four times the the quiz repeated. So the the whole thing repeated four times. And I prepared all the quizzes, you know, they were more complex. So I prepared one, then copied over, changed the text and so on. And everything worked fantastic. And then I publish and I give it to the client. And he says, oh, it's, it's not calculating for me correctly. Quiz, I don't know, quiz number two has problems. 
And then, you know, I, I, I opened quiz number two, I preview, I test, I test, I test, and everything works fine. It's, it's like, I don't understand how it does this not work. Does this not work for you? And then I realize that when I'm previewing quiz number two, so this is important, not the first one, but second or third or fourth one, when I preview it, everything works fine because the variables have never been used before. And the problem was that I was just copying the same quiz and I was forgetting to reset the variables. So once the user completed quiz number one and went to number two, some variables were, were already filled in, you know. So I got the wrong result or some wrong feedback popped up and so on. And, you know, because I was previewing just one slide, I didn't see that problem. But the client went through the whole course and saw that problem. So... That's when it clicked, okay, I have to be really careful here when if I'm using variables and there are many slides, make sure that they reset or that when you preview, check the whole course. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I'll tell you, I often, I'll create a new slider or a question or something and you know how it auto-generates those... The names. Those, uh, yeah, variable names. That screws me up a lot. I, uh, I'll okay. forget and... Suddenly things aren't working the way I expect. But yeah, that's that's a good one to be aware of. Yeah. Okay, another one is a super simple tip that maybe you're not aware of that you can do in Storyline. You know, so when you're opening a bunch of uh, slides and then, then suddenly you have millions of tabs on top, there may be a moment when you feel like, though, there are too many, too many tabs on the top and then you start clicking and, and closing each one. But there is a better way. Uh, you can click on the slide that, you're, that you want to keep. You can right-click and click Close Other Tabs. So you're just left with the one you're working on, and you can close all others, and the uh, world seems at peace. Hmm. Uh, hold on one second. Let me, <laughs> let me do this here. So right-click on, on oh, the... Oh, okay. Ta-da. Yeah. Had no idea. Yeah, that's why you're on the show. <laughs> no, that, that, that's wrong. You're here because you know some things. <laughs> I know the things I know. It's all the other things that I, I don't seem to know. So yeah, that's a good one. I, I, I'm amazed some of these things have been invisible to me. So yeah, nice. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Like after four years of knowing the app very, very well, there are still corners that have been untouched. I have another one that's sort of, you know, Sometimes storyline can make things, but in a weird way. Uh, it's like, I don't know, someone, <laughs> someone wanted to have a functionality. However, you can still achieve other kind of functionality. So the thing, the thing that I'm talking about is if you insert a shape and you select the curve, so that's the, the, ones, the one after the arrows, and you draw a curve, you know, and it has these bands that you can apply when you're drawing it uh if you right click on the curve and click format shape and go under line style there are no arrow settings mm -hmm. you know so this, this is what i mean someone at articulate thought i will not give you arrow settings for curves you know um however there is a way to add an arrow there so what you do is create an arrow that how you usually would and then you use format painter and apply it to the curve, and then you get an arrow. 
So it's like, why is this even hidden in the settings? I feel like this should be enabled. Just let us have arrows articulate. This is ridiculous. That's how you apply an arrow to a curve. Huh, that's a nice trick. Not discovered by me, but I, I'll take the credit. So thanks. Uh, <laughs> well, nice job figuring that one out yourself. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, another one is probably well known to many, but uh, it has a twist. So, you know, when you, you can control drag objects and you basically create a duplicate. It's like similar to copy-paste. Yeah. Why this is good to, to have in your arsenal of tricks is because if you duplicate an object like that, you don't lose the clipboard that you were using when you were copying something, you know? Mm, mm -hmm. So maybe you copied some text or something, and then you realize, oh, I'm missing a text box. At that point, you can duplicate the text box you already have uh, by control dragging, and then you can still paste your text there, you know? Otherwise, if you would just use copy-paste for the text box, you use your clipboard, you would have to go back and text the copy again. So this saves you, well, I guess some time and nerves. So that's... That's also great to keep in mind when using control drag. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, that does. It's just it's a tiny little thing, but yeah, all the time it's like, okay, now I'll just ah, I, I replaced my information. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, every time you can make your workflow smoother, that's a plus. Yeah. Yeah, very nice. And that wraps up my storyline tips for the day. Ta-da! Very nice. Uh, high five. Sorry. High five took a while because of the distance. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, time for newbie mistakes. You have prepared three of them, I believe. So yeah, I certainly see a lot of uh, as I'm kind of training people. I see a lot of people doing certain things that um, I think could be done a little bit differently. And I know that uh, thinking back to when I first started using uh, Storyline, uh, I was not doing them the way I do them now. So. Um, just to kind of continue these newbie mistakes and ways we kind of work around them. Um, I've got three things. Uh, the first, and it's not really a mistake, but it's kind of a way of thinking. Uh, but it, a lot of people, and I thought this too, it's not cheating to be creative in trying to achieve what you're trying to do. Yeah. I yeah. don't know if uh, you see that a lot, but um, I know a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to go kind of too far past the default stuff in storyline because either they feel like they're cheating or they're not doing it the right way or that's not the way the professional would do it. But I don't know, realistically, we have a lot of uh, experience doing this stuff and I still feel that way. Like this isn't the way, uh, you know, a professional would do it. Um, so that doesn't go away. So I'd say just keep pushing ahead. It's a lot like, you know, when you're a kid and you see an adult and you're like, oh, they know how to do everything. But then you become an adult and you're like, well, we don't know how to do anything. So um, yep. it, it's kind of the same thing. I just, it's this global don't like fear um, trying things. I'll put a little asterisk there. When you have made something work though, um, test it and test it some more in multiple browsers. Uh, but if it works, it's not cheating. It's, uh, it's, it's smart. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so that's my first one. That's a good one, Dave. That's a good one. I, I feel like the looping animation when I put, you know, uh, an object off the screen that loops and then I, I can do something with that constant looping, either adding a number to a variable or moving an object, you know, that, that would feel like cheating, but it, it's not. I think it's, it's a great 
creative process that you you, you can achieve something, you know. And I I think I know. Um, I think I remember that maybe I also fe- felt like this is cheating or this is not. It's how you're supposed to do things or things like that. But there's you know there's no rules for creativity. Just do whatever it works. And like you said, if it if it works for the user, then the goal has been achieved. You know. And that's it. And uh, maybe over the years, you just refine the process. Maybe you find smarter ways that you uh, that were not implemented before because you were just a newbie developer. But still, as long as it works, uh, go for it. Yeah. And hey, who knows? The more people uh, keep trying new things, uh, every once in a while, Storyline will come out with an update and it'll be, it'll be that thing. Um, yeah. Uh, but, but worked into the project. So... Um, uh, and then it gets easier and easier. So if if we don't keep pushing on the software and trying to achieve whatever our learning goals uh, are or, or ways to uh, meet those learning goals, then uh, you know we kind of gets very stale. So yeah, keep uh, keep trying. Uh, let's see. I've got another one here. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, so, okay, setting the UI to invisible. I don't know about you, but I oftentimes will want kind of a pretty simple user interface, mm-hmm. you know, where I, I more or less don't want borders around my main area. I don't want all these gradients and, and all these things. I just want kind of a flat design. I want a, let's say, a dark background and a nice white content box, um, or maybe I make the background the same color as the, um, or the, I'm sorry, the background of the slide the same as the background of the browser. Um, yeah. HTML. Yeah, HTML, and so um, so the way to do the way that I see a lot of people doing that is they go into the uh, colors in Storyline and they just start setting all the colors to be the same color. Yeah, and because if you go in there, you'll see if you're not familiar with that, you'll see just a number of different you know like you can set the border and you might be able to set the uh, uh, you know. It's got gradients, so you can set the top of the border and the bottom of the border or whatever it is, or these background shapes and all these things. So mm-hmm. you can go through and set them all to the same color, which looks exactly the way you want. Uh, but there's also a transparency setting there. And yep. what I do is once I build that or once I change the colors, I will typically save my storyline file as kind of a template so I can open it back up in a new project that has the same, where I need the same sort of solution. And then I want to change the background color to meet like the brand or the sub-brand or whatever it might be of of a client's, uh, of a client. And so then it's like, okay, well now I have to go back and change all these colors. But if you use the transparency, which you'll see for the most part with every little color sampling you can select. Um, set it all to 100. You want it 100% transparent. Yep. Now you just have to change one color, and it will change for everything because everything else is transparent. So, um, you know, I want to... I know we're, we're doing a couple of... Um, uh, what do you call it? Um, Projects. Screen, screen sharing things. Uh, we'll have some videos of some of the things coming up here, and uh, maybe that's that plus some other color things I can show off in a little bit more detail. But uh, I think that's uh, going to save a lot of time if you uh, if if you're used to just setting everything as the same color. Mm-hmm. Yep, and and also disabling all other typical player stuff, right? Like menus and so on. Yeah, and that's you know maybe 
that that's definitely something that I almost always would do in any project, and that's why mm-hmm. it's it's helpful to when you realize you're doing a common thing over and over again, do that and then save it as a, a project. But yeah, those yeah. little things like being able to make it quicker to uh, just set one color and set them all uh, certainly speeds up the uh, the process, lets you get to the actual content. Yeah. While we're talking about uh, the, that color changing settings uh, menu, I, I'm sort of still not, not happy with that because I, I want to click on the part of the player and then change the setting for that thing because I have no idea what's tab internal, tab outside, line in line in that something in the middle. I have no idea what, what things th- these things mean, and yeah. then I just keep trying. Okay, wh- which color is changing now? Which color is changing now? So, ah, please articulate. I want to click and then change the setting of that object, please. You know what I ran into just the other day? Took me quite a while to figure this out. You know the default new captions button on next to the seek bar on the bottom left? Um, uh, so yeah. if, you, if you use the caption systems system, you'll see the little captions button you can turn on and off. Mm-hmm. When you click that or touch that button, there's a there's a selected state or a selected background color of that button it it is not it is not where you'd expect it to be and i can't remember exactly where it is but it took me it took me about three four days to, to find that thing um <laughs> I, I mean it's it's not it's not in the normal i can understand i can't quite understand i i get where it ended up but it's not in the right it's, it's not in a good spot so uh Okay. Don't 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 tell anybody. Uh, let me check this, and okay. uh, in the next show, I can tell you how many days it took me. Okay. Okay. If, yeah. Try to beat my three to four days. I will. <laughs> Seven. Okay. Uh, you have one more using feedback. Yeah, using feedback. I I see a lot of people that. So if you're creating a a graded question, maybe it's a multiple choice question or something like that. And a lot of times you want to have unique uh, audio or visuals that play based on the question that you selected. So I selected the third one. I want different audio to play than if I selected the second one. And say they're both wrong, but even though they're both wrong, you want different audio to play or different visuals to show up. Mm -hmm. Um, You may also want to send them down Let's say they select the second one, which is wrong, and after they, uh, after you tell them that they're incorrect there, when they click next to continue, if that's the way your project um, continues, then uh, you might want to send them to another slide completely, um, a different slide than if they would have gotten, if they would have uh, had the um, the right answer or even another wrong answer. So you know, there's there's all these kind of decision sort of tree things and and mm-hmm. uh, different sort of results that you want to have based on the selection. So um, I see where people will create different layers. Yeah. And then they'll try to, you know, they basically just go with, okay, you're either right or wrong, but if you're wrong, now I'm going to use triggers and various things to send you down different paths and do different things. And uh, it's actually a lot easier than that when you are, when you see the settings at the top when you're working off of a graded question, um, whether you're in that form mode or what's the other one? There's form mode and... And, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. I, I <laughs> yeah. can't remember. And the... Here, hold on. Uh, 
I'm sorry, form view or slide view. Yes, yes, correct. There we go. Whew. Okay, so um, in there, you'll see using feedback, and it's it's usually set to... So at the top there, you'll see feedback by question. That that is That's its default. But if you click the little drop down there, you'll see feedback by choice. And what that'll do is next to every answer that you you've written in there, uh, you'll get a, a more button. And now you can just click that more button and uh, it'll give you an option to add audio to each one of those. Um, or it'll allow you to um, type in different text that you want to show up or even select the slide that you want uh, the project to go to depending on what you selected. Uh, what that also does is back in the slide view, it automatically creates all those layers for you. So if you need to go back and put in different images or whatever it might be, uh, it just kind of automatically does everything for you. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot faster, and it's it's uh, it's it's probably the best way to uh, to get that sort of job done quickly. Awesome, yeah. I have another question for you. Uh, I had a chance to talk to one of our listeners. He's also a podcaster, and he reached out to me on LinkedIn. And he has been he's, he has been like using uh, Captivate for ten years, but now uh, they are switching not switching they're adding Storyline also to their uh, like palette of tools that they're they use at the company, uh, and it's a big corporate company and it's the, his e learning division, and it was interesting we were discussing about just some problems and positioning things. That's what I want to ask you, Dave. So he he was mentioning that it's difficult that if you have a, like a screencast or something, and things are moving, like the something has moved, you know, at the ten second mark has moved the position on the screen, maybe a a, a button or something. Is this in storyline that you're talking about? Yeah, but let's say okay. you you have just a like a video recording of something. Okay, right. And uh, the the problem is that. Whatever is happening on the the video, you know, you you cannot really know what the position is on second fifteen, you know, what the exact position is. If you wanted to like circle that object, for example, in storyline, mm-hmm. so that's it's quite difficult, I think. You know, I don't know. You would have to watch it, make marks, go back, you know, set the position. You know, because he was explaining to me, he had to create like a screenshot of that position and put it in, and then. You know, then you know exactly where it is, then delete the screenshot. Uh, and I'm not sure there's a super easy way when you're doing, where you're dealing with things like this, because they're not typical objects that you would have on the screen. You know what I mean? Right. And basically a screencast, not where it takes a, a video of it, but where it kind of, you know, builds it out on the screen and he doesn't, doesn't know at any one spot exactly where any specific item is so it's hard to do overlays and various things is that basically the problem yeah yeah because because things are moving you know you don't know exactly where things are because it's 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 not like camtasia where you have a nice timeline and you can position things uh this is difficult difficult more difficult to do in in storyline and uh basically he told me that the same thing is in in captivate so can you hit the little play button and get a better ideas to where it might be within the timeline yeah i'm not sure exactly how it works in captivate but you know thinking out loud i think you would just 
preview the slide, you know, with the space bar. And then, like for voiceover uh, synchronization, you would, I guess, press C to make a mark. And then, you mm -hmm. know, but still, you just know the timing. You still don't know exact position on the screen. So I feel like maybe you would still have to take a screenshot or something. That's true. Even if you, yeah, even if you do that, you almost have to, uh, yeah. if you can see it, you almost have to put your finger on it. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. I, I, do you ever do that? I, you know, in the <laughs> olden days, uh, with the much bigger monitors, I would take a, like a whiteboard pen if I had to know exactly where the center was of something. Like when I didn't have guides, I would draw a line on the monitor. I wouldn't do that on these newer monitors, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> and and then I knew where my center point was. I could align everything, and then I'd wipe the the line off. But um, yeah, just just yeah, have a post-it note with a little arrow drawn on it, and then yeah, yeah, that is a problem. I I totally run into that sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, let me just say uh, this li listener listener's name w was Jay, and just shout out to Jay. Hey Jay. <laughs> Uh, and I think that's it uh, for the for our twenty fifth episode. So quarter of one hundred. That that's awesome. Yeah, achievement Un unlocked. Achievement unlocked. Unlocked. I forgot the word unlocked. Yeah, Dave, please. <sighs> uh, <laughs> anyway, can can people find you on the internet? Is that possible? It, yep, <laughs> yep. It is possible. Uh, you can, if you need. Uh, Custom e-learning, you can check out illumingroup.com uh, or you can uh, or you can go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com. <laughs> Don't really have to say that part, but uh, slash uh, e-learning locker. And you can check me out on Twitter at Dave underscore Charney, C-H-A-R-N-E-Y. And how about you, Nate? Where can people find you? You can also find me on Twitter under nickname N-E-J-C-D. You can send a message to us through the website. Uh, there's a form there. And if, if you have any questions for the Ask the Learning Guy segment, any, any challenges, any problems that you might have, just send it through that and we'll address it on the show. Take care, everyone, and talk to you in the next episode. Yep, take care and happy learning. Just Maya's making noise. I cannot talk. You should leave that in. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put it at the end.